This is All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on infrastructure and welfare measures to spur economic growth. The participants are A.K. Bhattacharya, economic analyst, and AIR correspondent Renu Kataria. Sir, Prime Minister Narendra Modi held an important meeting yesterday to discuss financial sector, structural, and welfare measures to spur growth in India. Can you tell us more about this discussion, sir? It is important to refocus our energies on key sector of the economy, which is the infrastructure, because the earliest result of any boost to infrastructure will be felt uh, on the overall growth scenario. As we all know, the post-COVID-19 prospects uh, for economic growth are very grim. So, therefore, what is being discussed is our measures to give a boost to what the government could do in terms of its national infrastructure pipeline. As we all know that uh, there is a national infrastructure pipeline, overall outlay for the next five years has been raised by around 9% to 111 lakh crore. Now, 111 lakh crore has share of around uh, 39% from the central kitty, around 40% from the states, and around 21% from the private sectors. In other words, there is equal focus on both the central contribution as well as the state contribution. And of course, the private sector contribution has come down a bit, which is understandable because the private sector has been badly hit by the COVID-19, and therefore, the government has taken adequate measure to make sure the center as well as the state, they chip in adequate quantities of investment to give a quick boost to the infrastructure sector. Sir, Prime Minister Narendra Modi also stressed on the need to strengthen major structural reforms undertaken in the past and new structural reforms in the areas of corporate governance, credit markets and infrastructure sectors. Can you discuss more on this? It is important to look at the basic reforms in the factor market and I think the government has taken some initial steps but a lot remains to be done, particularly by the state government, the areas of labor reform. What we have seen in the past many years is that the governments have tried to bring in flexibility in the labor policies, but the steps required have not met with the kind of commitment at the state government level. And the center has also taken a few steps. The new codes have come in place, but in its true form, labor flexibilities are yet to be introduced. And this is probably an opportunity to bring in this kind of structural reform in the labor market so that the flexibilities are there while the labor movement is easy and possible and the rigidities that discourage private sector to hire when they need workers and probably put them on furlough when they don't need that, those rigidities need to go and this is a good opportunity to introduce those reforms. The second form kind of structural reform that probably can be looked at in the price sector in a sense that we had begun uh, taking those price reforms in a wide range of areas like the product prices, like in the fertilizer prices, like in the prices of petroleum products, and even in the pharmaceutical drug prices. So I think the pricing reform is a big area and that will also be go a long way in bringing about structural reform in the economy, which will give a boost to economic efficiencies as well as incentives for greater production and making available goods and services to a larger number of people at reasonable cost and prices. So what plans are there for the MSME sector and what kind of support can we expect from the government in the coming days? 
The micro, small and medium enterprises constitute a large segment of the Indian economy. They account for about 40% of total exports. They account for almost 15% of total GDP. And also, there are large numbers. There are about 63 million MSME units in the country. And if you break it down, you will realize that out of those 63 million, there are only 5,000 units which are of medium enterprises. So therefore, it is important to look at those micro units which employ the bulk of the informal level workers. There are about 400 million workers in these MSME units. So therefore, the government has to come out with a package by which uh, their immediate production bottlenecks can be removed. The Reserve Bank of India has announced a certain refinancing facility to make sure that the funding needs of the MSME sector are met. But I think it is important at this point in time to create greater certainties for the MSME sector who are hit from both ends. At one end, they are feeling the uncertainty of sustained, adequate supply of workers because workers are all stranded in different places or they have gone home. So how can they resume activity and, and production if their workers either stranded or they have gone back home. Sir, we were talking about the workers going back and the MSMEs having only 30% of the staff. So my next question is on the same. Are the MSMEs mentally prepared to begin functioning with 30% staff and with social distancing? The MSME units have linkages with the larger units. Now, even if, let us say, the MSME sectors, the units want to resume production with 33% of the workers, there will be two challenges they will have to face. Why will they keep their workers in a situation where they maintain social distancing and they follow those safe and prudent norms of our worker safety? And the second would be, even if they produce the goods, where do they sell them? Because both at the input level as well as the output level, you need the value chain to be back in action. So there is no doubt that these steps will mean some initial steps for the MSAB units to start, you know, collecting the workers, getting them together and see in what way can they produce. But I don't see an immediate resumption of economic activity in this MSME unit, but it will be a good step for them to take the advantage of the current relaxation so that going forward, maybe three months from now, they can be back in circulation and back in action. Also, please remember that this is the agricultural harvesting as well as the sowing season. So a large number of the MSME unit workers have actually traditionally and every year, they go back to their villages and they do their harvesting and sowing work. So it will be a good time to maintain a 33% cap on workers and prepare for reviving production when things probably get better after two, three months. So talking about the agriculture sector, what is the need of the R reforms right now for the government? Most urgent requirement is to make sure that the agricultural workers are given necessary support to bring their produce to the marketplaces and sell them to the various agencies, whether it is through the agricultural produce markets, mandis, or through the procurement agencies. It is very important to step up the procurement activities because that is one way of buying this produce 
and making sure that the farmer who has produced that crop gets some money to keep his body and soul together. So that is one very, very important activity. And the second important need would be for the same agricultural worker, he or she needs the kind of financial support for him or her get into the sowing season with necessary financial support because they need money to sow for the Kharif season, which is largely the paddy season. If you do not give the financial support to these farmers, and already, as you know, that the bulk of the money that has been transferred in the last month and a half is actually gone through the Pradhan Mantri Kisan Yojana. Almost uh, around, uh, out of 36,000 or 40,000 crore of money that has been transferred, almost one-third of that money has gone through the Pradhan Mantri Kisan Yojana, which means the farmers with their land holding, which is recorded, have got that money. So probably the need is to work more on the PM Kisan Yojana and to make sure that the farmers get that money and they are facilitated to sell their produce in the market or through the procurement agencies. So we are talking about the various welfare schemes of the Prime Minister's Yojanas. How can we leverage the direct benefit transfer to help the needy and the vulnerable sections of the society? Under the PM's Garib Kalyan Yojana, we have already transferred some financial assistance. Can you tell us more on that? As I told you that around 36 to 40,000 crore of rupees have been transferred under this overall umbrella of the Pradhan Mantri Garib Kalyan Yojana. And as I said, that almost a third of that money has gone under the Pradhan Mantri Kisan, which is meant for the farmers. And another probably 10-12% of the money has gone through the Mahatma Gandhi National Rural Employment Guarantee Scheme, so which is actually, you know, food for work program. Not food for work, really. You do some village infrastructure work and you get the money from the district administration. So I think that money has been distributed, but I think it is important to go beyond the direct benefit transfer scheme at this current crisis because you are dealing with almost 100 million of migrant workers who are either stranded or are planning already gone home. Now, if you want to bring them back to their workplaces, it is most important to make sure that the public distribution system, which is right now linked to their the state residence where they stay, there is need for rolling out a national public distribution system where the migrant worker does not just get his or her ration only from the place where he is registered, but from whichever place he goes with a national unified account number maybe, he can draw his ration because it is very important that the PDS support is given to every member of the vulnerable sections of society. Without that national number, he today cannot get his food. If he is living in Bihar, he cannot get that food and the support from Punjab. So if you want to make sure that the migrant worker community is taken care of in this current situation, he should be allowed to have access to delivery of food from wherever he is. Their national accounting methodology is required so that he does not remain deprived of his right to food. Sir, under the government's infrastructure project, we also know that there are going to be 5 million jobs may be created. Can you tell us how this will solve the employment issue once the lockdown is lifted? Only prepare the ground for some jobs because infrastructure investments, particularly in the construction sector, does create jobs. But it will be good to focus more on rural infrastructure jobs 
because rural infrastructure projects, because you can create more jobs if you do these local level infrastructure projects. If you go in for large scale infrastructure projects, national highways, what happens is because of the very nature of these projects, mechanization levels, the job creation, the goals are not realized well and as much as you would achieve if you were to roll out local decentralized level of projects where let's say you create some irrigation small ponds and if you want to create ponds then you do need infrastructure but those ponds can be created by the local workers so you will create more jobs per project you have to take mixed approach you need to create hard physical infrastructure like roads and airports and highways but you also need to look at infrastructure which is needed for the local areas where the local people can get jobs and that is the way to help infrastructure creation create more jobs which will community needs so times of crisis have shown us historically that there are always opportunities for change that come up are you optimistic that this crisis will lead to a better economy for our country difficult to say anything about the future at this stage because we are still going through a crisis of course every crisis also offers many opportunities i'm reasonably certain that there will be opportunities what those opportunities will be difficult to guess right now in the digital technology space clearly more opportunities will arise probably improve efficiencies at the same time there will be opportunities in greater localization of economic activities in a sense that moving away from global supply chains there will be an attempt to look at localizing those value chains within smaller uh, in a sense that instead of being global there will be an opportunity in being either local or not even national so those opportunities will exist there will be an opportunity for working from home that will mean efficiencies of a different order because companies will be able to cut their costs and probably will be able to compete more effectively and efficiently in the marketplace so there are many opportunities that can come and i am reasonably certain that the indian companies and indian service providers are definitely looking at those opportunities when the time comes thank you sir thank you you were listening to a discussion on infrastructure and welfare measures to spur economic growth the participants were ak bhattacharya economic analyst and air correspondent renu kataria this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio you can listen to it on our mobile app news on air this program is also available on our website newsonair.com you may email your opinion about this program at airnsttalks@gmail.com